So one of the things that we want to do moving forward is basically start sort of presenting some stats highlights that the software picks up. Um, this is Martin, by the way, from BetfairTradingCommunity.com. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Um, as we're in, what, 2024 now, uh, you know, we just had a great year. Thanks for everyone who listens. Uh, our listens are up year on year. And so it's absolutely, yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. And uh, I'm looking forward to this podcast because one of the things that I've noticed is that, so if you're a member of betfairtradingcommunity.com, you will know that we send out, or we have been sending out a daily email with basically selections from some of the preset strategies um, that are in the software. Now, the reason we have preset strategies in the software is that ultimately people want examples of strategies um, that they can kind of adapt or edit. That's kind of the purpose behind it. The presets, the idea of the presets has never really been, oh, we actually want to give you some tips from these or these are strategies that you should put your money into. Um, there's a few problems with that ideology. Um, the first problem that springs to mind is that, you know, if I share a strategy with you that's doing well, um, which I've done, you know, as you know, many a time, if everyone starts jumping on that strategy, you know, the edge starts to diminish a little. Um, now, this hasn't actually been a huge issue um, from what I've noticed. And I think that most people want to work on their own strategies anyway. Um, but it can be a bit of an issue. Um, and, you know, if you get, you know, let's say there's an opportunity on, you know, a Turkish second division game today. And, you know, it's come up on this strategy. Well, if a thousand people then go and jump on that it's basically going to be fastest finger first because the liquidity is not going to be huge. And so, you know, there's only going to be a few people who can take advantage of that situation. So that's why we're really keen to always encourage you, hey, go and create your own strategies, go and work on them, get second opinions from us, X, Y, and Z, because that's what will ultimately propel you to trading success. Um, and that's the thing, Betfair trading should always be about you. It should always be about what your strategy is, what your edge is, how you're making your money. And we essentially, the kind of purpose behind Betfair trading community is to give you the tools to do that. Because we realize that, hey, we need the tools to do it. Yeah, I can't just say, go and make a strategy and expect you to come back with a really good strategy. What I can do is I can give you the software that helps you do that also examples of strategies that have worked well and kind of combine those forces into improving you as a trader and hopefully getting you to make a profitable strategy. And what I like about the idea of stats highlights as opposed to kind of email tips is that they get your juices flowing. So I'm gonna give you an example from yesterday and this is an absolutely fantastic uh, shout that Alex put in the forum. And this was yesterday, I'm recording this, uh, you know, probably a few weeks before it goes out. So um, you'll know, you won't know necessarily this trade specifically, but if you remember it, it was a very good one. And this is on the Football Fred and Alex has posted that there's a Turkish kind of second division game, although it's called Turkey One League, um, and it's nil nil at half time. The over 0.5 goal odds, so the odds on one or more goals being scored, 
basically a second half goal because it's nil nil at half time. The odds are one point four. Okay, now that's really interesting because one point four for a second half goal is actually at quite a large price. Most of the time, you know, if you go and look on average, I'd say the odds will be around one point. Well, between about 1.25, 1.3 is what I tend to find on average. So 1.4 is quite good odds on a goal. Now, the really important thing to look at straight off the bat when you see odds is what's your implied probability? What are the odds telling you is the chance of something happening? So in this instance, decimal odds of 1.4, which in old money fractions was is 2 to 5, or five to two on, if you prefer saying it that way, the implied probability is 71.4%. So the market is telling you there's a 71.4% chance of a second half goal. Now, you might think, well, that's quite a high chance, right? 71.4%, and it is a fairly high chance. But a second half goal usually happens around 80% of the time. So the market is effectively telling us we're not massively confident that there's going to be a second half goal. You know, so we're going below the norm. We're going below what usually happens. And that's really interesting. So let's get to the kind of crux of this. We've got the odds, but, you know, what's the history? What's the statistics? Because it's all well and good seeing odds that look good value. And you go, well, 1.4 is a decent price. But that information is not enough because you go, well, yeah, but, you know, these teams could have had three nil nils in their last five games or or something like that. So we then look at the full time scores and Alex actually put a picture of this on the forum at the time. Again, absolutely brilliant thing to do. And he showed that the software, our software showed that the full time scores had zero nil nils. So um, the home team in their last 10 home games hadn't had a nil nil. And the away team in their last 10 away games hadn't had a nil-nil. And that's really interesting, right? So you're starting to wonder, well, why, why are the odds so big? I mean, it, it seems a bit mad. Okay, there's been three one-nils. There's been one one-nil. But that's four out of 20 results. So only 20% of the time has there only been one goal. 0% of the time there's been no goals. And 80% of the time, there's been at least two goals. Now, if you were clever, if you were quick on this, you would you could have gone, hey, I'm going to go. I'm going to back a goal, but I'm also going to back over 1.5 goals because those odds would be really good at this stage. I'm going to say they probably would have been around 2.5, 2.6. Um, I didn't check this at the time, so I don't know the exact odds. That's just me guessing. Now the point is that would have actually been a good value bet based on the statistics. Now, this is really important because a lot of people, they get very hung up on the odds of a market and kind of don't concentrate enough on the statistics. The statistics here are strongly telling us there's a good chance of a second half goal. Now, just because there hasn't been one in the last 10 games for each team doesn't mean it can't finish nil-nil. Of course it can. And statistics are just based on historical results. You know, this this is not telling you what is going to happen. 
but it's saying what probably will happen. And I think that's a really good way to look at the software. That's a really good way to look at statistics. You know, we can really use those to our advantage. And we've done that over the past decade and it's it's been really cool. But it's important to remember that this is about probability, not certainty. Okay, we're in the prediction game here, you know, but we're not Mystic Meg. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. And I'm not sure Mystic Meg ever really knew, although I'm not going to diss her, you know, rest in peace. But here's the thing, right? Over 0.5 goals, we're getting told there's a 71% chance of a second half goal. We look at the historical data, which is actually suggesting there's a much higher chance of a second half goal. In fact, it's incredibly rare. And we know then that 71%... Sorry if you hear any background noise. My kids are filled today. And uh, it's amazing how often when your kids are off ill, because um, he was actually physically threw up in school. So I didn't, you know, I didn't really have a choice to send him in the next day. But obviously it seems like it's absolutely fine shouting and singing all day. Um, but yeah, so here we know that the odds are telling us 71% chance the data is showing us that, that, well, there hasn't been a game where it's nil-nil in, in ages. So this is quite a clear opportunity, right? This is a statistical highlight where you go, okay, 1.4 is value here. What happened? There was a goal on 53 minutes. The game finished 1-1. There was actually two goals. So you could have taken over 1.5 and made a good profit. You could have done it as a trade. You could have taken over 1.5 and then greened up on 53 minutes for a very nice sum. So that's the reality of statistical highlights is that often you will find things where the market is just totally out of whack with the historical data and reality. And you kind of have to measure those two things up. And, you know, football is a very good one for this because... You can go at halftime. And if you've seen some of my YouTube videos, I did some at the start of the season. I actually did it back-to-back -back weeks because I really wanted to do it on... Because I know some people could go, well, you just filmed a weekend that where it went well. So I went, no. I'll do two in a row. And to make it like exceptionally accountable in that way, I'm actually going to do the first weekend of the championship season and the first weekend of the Premier League season because they were back-to-back. -back. And it's brilliant because you can't just... You can't just cherry pick those weeks. You only get one shot at the first week of each one. And what I did was I went through the halftime stats and I showed you, hey, this game looks good for goals. I looked at the in-play stats on Bet365. Then I went to our software and checked the historical stats and checked the matches out, just like Alex did here. And then I go, wow, these teams haven't had a new one. Like, this, is, this has got a really good chance of a goal. And... You know, I think that both weeks we went 100% for 100%. And there were probably about eight, nine selections overall. I'm not sure how many. And that's that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. You're getting value compared to historically what's happened. And that's something I really want people to think about more. Because these sort of opportunities do pop up quite a lot. And if you're sitting there trading, especially let's say you're trading or you're watching games on a Saturday afternoon or on a midweek night, you're there, right? You can go and check this stuff. And it takes, you know, so let's say you're doing the 3 p.m. kickoffs on a Saturday. Well, at 3.45, all you've got to do is go and check the halftime scores, see which games interest you stats-wise from the in-play. 
then go back onto the software and check those matches out and see the historical stats, get your trades in, get your bets lined up. I tend to do set and forget, so I'll just, I would have just backed a second half goal here, and which is what I did. I actually followed this. It was a cracking tip. It was cracking value. It was a cracking edge there, so I went, yeah, I'll take that. I didn't even think about it for the next few hours. I didn't even realise till I checked my Betfair balance. I like, oh, hey, it's gone up a fair bit. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, it's because of that one. But this is the point, right? This is the point of set and forget. This is the point of doing these things. That ultimately it's very easy to do. And you do that in that 15-minute halftime period. You go to the second half. You can go do something else. You don't need to sit and sweat. I mean, I think one of the worst things when you you can do when you're just placing bets, when you're doing set and forget betting, is just sit and sweat it. Because I, I just think, what's the use? Imagine if I had placed that bet, and then I was just sitting there for the next you know 50 minutes, watching the action, seeing there's no goal, and getting stressed the whole time, and then being devastated when there's not a goal at the end. Whereas if I flicked back at the end of the match and I hadn't even I wasn't following it, I'd be disappointed. But I wouldn't be as devastated. I wouldn't have had to go through any emotional, you know, horror show or roller coaster. So again, that's kind of why I like the set and forget stuff. That that's why I kind of you know that's that's why I like right. But if you want to trade these things, you can do that as well. There, there's ways to do that. But here's the thing, right? If you want to get good at Betfair trading, learn to try and spot these opportunities. And hopefully the stats highlight stuff will help with that. We're just waiting on Adam to release an update to the football software before we do this. Um, but it won't be too long. And I'm excited about it. Because, again, I feel like this is the kind of creative juices flowing that you will need if you want to be successful at Betfair trading. Because too many people just think, oh, I'll just follow someone else's tip or I'll just do someone else's strategy. That doesn't really improve you as a trader. And I've been wanting to get rid of the daily email tips for a while because we're not a tipping service. We're always, always banging on about that. But actually sending out the daily email makes it seem like we are. So that is problematic and uh, I can't wait to get rid of it. And I can't wait for the uh, stats highlights to come in because, again, this is where the software comes through this wouldn't without the software this wouldn't be possible because if Alex just had to go oh, the odds seem a bit high on second half goal but I don't really know how the home done how they wait you know instantly being able to check that on the software bang and that's without creating a strategy right Alex could easily create a strategy here where he finds these opportunities where it will automatically tell him the selections for each day and then all he has to do is see what the score is at half time and enter if the odds are value. And again, in this scenario, and I'll leave you with this kind of final thing, this is a really clever thing to do, right? And you know, we like to kind of do this stuff with you guys, do some training, do some teaching. So let's say you get odds of 1.4, okay? You might go, well, okay, so the market's saying a 71% chance. The software's telling me, it's probably higher, but you know I know that there hasn't been a nil-nil in the last 20 games, so there's been 0% nil-nils. But that doesn't mean there's a 0% chance of a nil-nil happening. So how do I work out the gap between that 71% and 100%? You know, how much value is there? Where, you know, how do I know that this is definitely a bet to place? And that's a really good question. 
So what I like to think in this situation is, well, what if one of the results was different? Okay, what if there had been one nil-nil in the last 20 games? What percentage does it become then? And then you go and have a look and you go, okay, so one nil-nil in the last 20 games. Well, that would obviously be one in 20. That would be around a 5% chance of a nil-nil. So if I, if I kind of did that value of one, then I would be saying there's a, around a 95% chance of a second half goal here based on the last 10 games data. And so that 71% chance to 95% chance is still a huge edge and I will take that trade, right? So you, you're almost giving yourself a little cushion. Now you might want to do two games. You might want to say, well, what if there was two nil-nils? Well, that will get it up to 10%, but I'm still getting well above the odds I need. I would only need 10% odds, but the odds are giving me, the odds are actually giving me around 29% chance um, of a nil-nil, which I know it should be. Even if I give two allowances for two nil-nils happening, I know that those odds are too good. So that's how you can do it. You can go, okay, I'll add one more result in that would, would hurt my bet. And how would that get on? And in this scenario, because there's been no nil-nils, well, if I add one nil-nil in, that's still only 5% difference. Well, if I add another nil-nil in, that's 10%. So if I added one nil-nil in from each team from those 10 games, that means that there's a 10% chance right, of a nil-nil. Okay, but I know that the market's giving me odds that are saying there's 29% chance of a nil-nil because they're saying there's only 71% chance for second half goal. And so I'm still getting good value because I know that should be closer to, even allowing for two bad results, closer to around 90%, maybe even 95 if you push it. That's how I do it. So I go, okay, let's add in one result that wouldn't help me in making this trade. And if it's still value, I think I've got an edge there, okay? And I think that helps with luck and variance because, like I say, you cannot say because there's been no nil-nils in the last 10 games that there won't be a nil-nil here. You just cannot say that. This game could have finished nil-nil. And if it had, you would have gone, hang on, was that a good bet? Was that a good value? And you might not have known. But if you add these results in that would go against you and then look at the stats again and see, is it still value? Are you still getting a margin that's worth a trade? And in this case, you definitely are. Then I think you eliminate a lot of the luck and variance in the long term so that you go, actually, this is an opportunity. And I'll tell you now, this trade was an opportunity every day of the week. There is not a scenario for me where this trade would not have been good value looking at that historical data and then looking at the odds you're being presented with. So that's a situation where you can go, especially at odds of 1.4. Now, if the odds are 1.2 and you go, well, I know there should be a goal and even in theory of a couple of bad results, the odds should be closer to 1.1, that's more marginal. You know, if you're getting 1.2, it's still a value play, but it's more marginal. And I wouldn't have a problem if you went, I don't want to get in at those odds. This is the other thing. Make sure you're betting odds you're comfortable with. If you're not comfortable back at 1.4 and some people aren't, then that's fine. 
But in this scenario, going for a second half goal, when you know that 80 to 85% of the time there tends to be second half goals in football matches, then the margin you're getting is pretty good. And if the historical data backs that up, then it's fantastic. And in this scenario, 1.4 was good value. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Really good shout by Alex, so thank you for that. Thank you. He made me some money, so I thank him for that. Hope you all have a great week. And most importantly, as ever, I hope you make some money trading on Betpair.